Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I am the author of Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction, as well as Saving Me One Day at a Time. And I have such exciting news because my children's book is available now as well. I wrote an adorable children's book. It's called Sunshine Through the Clouds. It's a young heart's journey of resilience through family addiction. It I love it. I'm so in love with this book because first of all, the main character Aiden is so cute and it is such a touching book. It's all about this book about finding sunshine through the clouds. So it's basically Aiden's brother. He is a young boy, right? That is full of laughter and adventure and fun. But then he's faced with an unexpected challenge, a heavy gray cloud that hangs over his house, his home, his family. And he wishes that there was something he could do to make it go away. And so you can see where this story goes. It's all filled with amazing, uplifting support. He has Grandma Lily. He's got his mom. And he discovers that love and resilience and hope, as well as taking good care of himself and finding joy in the simple things in his life can really make a huge impact. So that's my newest book. So if you think that, you know, maybe you have a, a young child at home that is facing and seeing addiction, or if you know someone in a household that has young children that's trying to understand addiction, this is the book for you. It is it's just basically in a really lighthearted way is designed so children can understand and kind of navigate the impact of addiction within their families without going too much into this challenging topic. So it is an, a complex issue, addiction. However, um, sometimes we just really need to help young readers through this difficult time. And it's such a great message, even for the parents reading it, even for the caregivers. You know, I hope that this book can actually go into every school. I hope that it can go, you know, into every counseling office, uh, just because it is such a powerful, valuable tool to help foster empathy and resilience and just understanding, right? That it's not nothing you say, nothing you do has caused this dark cloud. And so it sounds familiar, right? You can tell it's my message that I'm all about here at Saving You Is Killing Me. It's all about focusing on you so you can shine your bright light, so you can, you know, have some sunshine through the clouds of addiction. And so there you go. So that's my exciting news. And I actually have a really great podcast for you today as well. So today we are going to talk about this whole idea of 
I can buy myself flowers. So Miley Cyrus, yes, thank you so much for that amazing song. Um, what we wanted to talk about is because it is Valentine's Day coming up and I just wanted to go along the theme for the whole month of February, just about intimacy perhaps and like looking after ourselves and things like that. And so today I wanted to do an episode on when we are going through challenging times, when we are going through the challenge of loving someone with an addiction, sometimes we're completely consumed by the shadows of our loved one's addiction. Sometimes it is so hard that we forget about our own needs. And I'll never forget this time. I was, it was in our group and I did the me first challenge, which by the way, sneak peek, we're going to have that me first challenge coming up again, where we can all do it together for me first March. You're getting the first little glimpse of it. I will announce it inside our private Facebook group. And if you haven't done the me first challenge or you're curious about it, you can also do it on your own. It's at our website at savingyouiskillingme.com. It's absolutely free. And so I just thought it'd be fun for us to do the me first challenge again as a group. Anyway, I digress. I was doing the Me First Challenge a while ago and a lady purchased herself. She was tired of waiting for her addicted loved one to buy herself a ring. And so she actually bought herself a ring. She posted a picture of this beautiful ring that she bought for herself. And she's just tired of waiting for her addicted loved one to acknowledge her worth with a gift or to, you know, so she realized that, you know what? I deserve this ring. I've gone through so much crap. <laughs> and so she had the means and she had the desire. And most importantly, she wanted to treat herself. And so that ring for her became such a remarkable piece of jewelry that symbolizes her strength, that symbolized resilience in the face of adversity, in the face of the challenge that we put up with when we love someone with an addiction. So it's amazing, right? So I did the same actually. And I bought actually, um, she inspired me and I bought a necklace, but mine had two balls because I needed at the time I needed some balls. <laughs> and so I, I bought the necklace and it was so cute. It's like two little pearls and, and I used it as a symbol, right? Um, that I deserve this reward. It's like, I, I deserve this reward after dealing with the turmoil and getting through it and really putting up with what I put up with. So I just love this story because it does embody the essence of self-care and empowerment. So it's about acknowledging our own worth and taking action to prioritize our well-being. So just like we can buy ourselves flowers, we can, it's just the message more is we deserve self-care. We deserve to take good care of ourselves, to treat ourselves, to maybe if it's even one flower or a spa treatment or whatever it is. And what's so cool about this is that the psychology behind this concept is so profound because it allows us to, when we take the initiative to care for ourselves, to offer self-love, to offer rewards or gifts or just care in general, we're sending such a powerful message to our subconscious mind. We are basically saying, I am worthy. I am enough. I am valuable. And so it's this declaration, right? It's a declaration of self-love. It's a declaration of self-respect. And so this is amazing, right? So the question becomes, why would we want to wait for someone to do nice things for us? And I thought this is perfect because maybe Valentine's Day is coming up and maybe we're feeling like, you know, if we put it outside of ourselves and we're waiting for someone to have expressions of love or appreciation, then 
A, we might be waiting for a long time or B, we might be really disappointed or C, it may not even happen. And then we're kind of like, you know, so if we, if we wait for someone else to do nice things, then we usually do that and no harm. Usually it's because of social norms as well as expectations that we do that. We're kind of taught that, you know, love, we need to be shown love in ways like that for validation coming from external sources. But when we believe that, when we need others to affirm our worthiness, um, or we need others to show us appreciation through gestures and gifts, then it kind of sets us up for maybe potentially disappointment. So my whole thing here is, is that we have the capacity to buy ourselves flowers, to treat ourselves with self-care, to see our worth, to offer ourselves self-love. And that doesn't mean necessarily just purchasing things. I just called it, we can buy ourselves flowers. It can be just like taking time to put special cream on your face. It can be booking that yoga class for you, right? So relationships where there's addiction, there's oftentimes a lot of challenges, right? And we have the tendency to prioritize their needs and put our needs on the back burner, right? We put other people's needs above our own and we might, you know, even feel guilty for indulging or wanting to take care of ourselves. We might feel guilty, you know, when someone else is struggling so much. Um, so the idea here is, is that we need to believe that we're worthy of this. Like right now, sometimes we might tie our worth to helping someone else. And so what we want to do is we don't want to wait for someone else to do nice things for us, especially when we love someone with an addiction, because addiction is selfish. And I'm going to say that again, addiction is selfish. We have and often are dealing with uh, addiction-induced narcissism where they put themselves first and they're focused on their addiction and their whole world is their addiction. And then we get sucked into it. So waiting on someone else to do nice things for us or to affirm love or our worth is disempowering, right? It places our happiness and well-being in the hands of someone else. And so I just want to invite you to this concept of instead of leaving us powerless and dependent, what we want to do is like, you know, let's reinforce our belief that we're worthy of love, that we are worthy of care. And the best way we can send that message to ourselves is by offering up self-care to buy our flowers, so to speak, ourselves flowers. So by taking this initiative to do nice things for ourselves, such as buying flowers, or maybe it's, you know, healing yourself or doing self-care activities or just reclaiming your strength or your time and your solitude and your strength. And I think it says strength twice, twice there. <laughs> and so we want to reclaim our autonomy. We want to reclaim our agency and our ability. It's so empowering when we are looking after ourselves, when we recognize that our worthiness does not depend on external validation, on external um, gestures and things like that, and that we have the power to nurture and prioritize our own well-being. Oh my gosh, right? Does any of this resonate with you? It's so empowering when we think that, right? So ultimately, we don't want to wait for someone else to do nice things for us because right? We are capable of giving ourselves the love and the care that we deserve. And especially when we are in the dynamic of loving someone with an addiction, it is so essential for us to embrace self-love, to embrace self-compassion, 
even in the midst of challenging circumstances of loving someone with an addiction. So what we want to do is like doing things for ourselves is so empowering and it's so good for our well-being. And so what we want to do is engage in these practices. So like we want, and, and psychologically, there are so many benefits in why doing things for ourselves is empowering and why doing things for ourselves is so good for our well-being. So let's go through some of the benefits and then hopefully I make a case for you putting yourself first. And and yes, we can still care for others. And in fact, science has shown that when we offer kindness and support to others, it actually also increases our well-being. But we also want to recognize that when we do things for ourselves, when we're offering up self-care, self-compassion, that it can be really empowering and so good for our well-being. So taking action to care for ourselves reinforces our sense of control in our life. It reinforces our sense of autonomy, like we have influence over our life. This is the science of it. So it really does enhance self-reliance. It enhances and reminds reminds us that we have the power to meet our own needs, that we are have the power to make choices that can prioritize our well-being. So you can see how this, you know, care for ourselves is so good for self-empowerment. And so doing things for ourselves is good for our feeling of empowerment and our well-being. Not to mention, when we engage in activities like uh, self-care activities, what it does is it sends the message to ourselves, hey, by the way, you're deserving of this love, or hey, I really care about you, or I really deserve this. It sends a message of love and kindness and attention. So it increases our self-worth when we engage in these self-care activities. It sends a message that boosts our self-esteem and our value, and it makes and reinforces a really positive self-image. So it really does help to increase our self-worth right? So this is the science behind this concept of I can buy myself flowers. I can write my name in the sand. I can, you know, all these things. Of course, it's nice to get it from other people, but when we take it on ourselves, it's so empowering. So another thing that it does is it is great for stress reduction. So when we practice self-care, it helps to alleviate stress, right? It promotes relaxation. It promotes well-being. So when we dedicate time and energy to activities that can bring us comfort, that can bring us joy, uh, we can better manage the challenges in our lives. It can actually help us with the stress that's happening in our lives. So we take time out to, you know, maybe go to that spa or maybe meet that friend and get a pedicure or maybe go for a nature walk or maybe um, put on that special facial. Or I one of my favorite things in the Me First Challenge, and we haven't done it in a while, but the Me First Challenge is I, it's almost like pretending that someone really, really special is coming to your house. And so this special person is going to be there like in the next couple hours. So what would you do if someone really special was coming to your house? So you'd probably like, you know, clean everything up, you declutter, you would organize your things. Maybe you'd buy some cute flowers to put on the table. Maybe you'd buy some healthy food for a veggie platter or a fruit platter. You would be like tidying up. Maybe you'd burn some incense, maybe light cute candles, play some luxurious, nice music, or maybe some Latin lounge, right? And so the caveat in this is that you're the special person. 
you're the special person that's coming to your house or your home or your room or your wherever you are. That is so powerful by flipping it on this self-care practice. Oh my gosh, when we turn self-care and we put like, do this, uh, turn it inward onto ourselves, it can alleviate so much stress and promote relaxation. And you can see how it can improve our mental health. And it just can have such a positive impact on our mental health and help to recharge us and rejuvenate us and really help us, you know, to reduce these feelings of burnout and anxiety and stress and depression that often can come with just the sheer pressure of loving someone with addiction. So all of this, right, when we focus regularly on self-care practices, we're building emotional resilience. When we treat ourselves with self-love and care, it enables us to cope better with adversity and setbacks. So when we nurture ourselves, there's so many benefits that help develop our strengths and make us feel like we're building our resources. And that is so important for building resilience, right, and improving our mental health. So self-care also kind of establishes and builds up your self-worth and makes you realize that, huh, it really helps to engage in, in pr promoting boundaries and by prioritizing your needs. When, when you practice self-care practices, you're, you start to realize, hey, this feels really good and this is exactly what I'm needing and this is exactly what I deserve. And so what it does is it actually helps you put up boundaries so that you can prioritize your own needs. Needs, right? It teaches us to assert and advocate for ourselves, especially in relationships touched by addiction. So this is really, really amazing. Um, the other thing is a hundred percent when we practice self-care or the quote unquote, buy ourselves flowers and give ourselves self-love and focus back on treating ourselves well, it fosters self-compassion, right? It cultivates a sense of compassion and kindness towards ourselves. So just like we would be kind and treat our, our good friends, we're turning that and encourages ourselves to treat ourselves with the same level of care and um, understanding. And like, you know, maybe, you, you know, when you go to a friend's house and you buy them a little uh, gift, you know, when you're showing up their house or you make them a really special, you know, meal or, you know, we'd maybe bring them flowers. It's like, do that for yourself, right? How hard, like turn it back on you. And um, this offers this wonderful com compassion and, uh, and, and it really is so loving. And so generally you can see how by turning that self-care and by taking initiative to look after your own self, to practice self-love and self-care and buy yourself flowers, so to speak. It really is an investment in your own health. It's an investment in your own happiness. And all of these wonderful self-care, can this contributes to your overall well-being. It allows you to lead more fulfilling and balanced lives. It really does help you to feel empowered and have this sense of control in your life and influence. It is so, so, so good, right? So I'm curious, what forms of self-care will be super empowering for you? It's different for everyone, right? So what do you want to give yourself as a reward for your strength here? What do you want to give yourself as a reward for your resilience, especially in the face of addiction? Maybe it is a bouquet of vibrant flowers. Maybe it's it's one flower. Maybe it's a luxurious day at the spa or to pamper yourself. Maybe it's pampering yourself in your home spa, in the washroom. I do that all the time. 
Um, or it could just be a simple moment where you burn a candle and you open your journal, where you wrap yourself in a heated blanket to honor your journey and you're journaling this. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's reading your a good book. And, you know, so what you want to do is just, I encourage you to take small steps towards self-care today and, and this whole month, like looking at and come and join us for the Me First March. And uh, we'll do it almost every single day in March. But let's kind of think about how, um, especially given Valentine's Day, I just want to embrace you, wrap you in so much love and give you the permission to do something amazing for yourself. Don't wait for other people to do it so that we can feel disappointed. I remember one Valentine's Day, actually it was the Valentine's Day was actually, it's interesting that I'm just realizing this actually right now is... I got a little teddy bear from my addicted loved one. And this is when I found out what I was dealing with. So he had a hidden addiction. And then I had found out and verified through some of his friends what was going on. And so I didn't even want that Valentine because I was so devastated that I actually asked him to leave for the weekend, which was the one of the worst things I could do because he just ended up binging on the weekend and having a great old time himself on his drugs. And, you know, and here I was the whole weekend worried and confused and just, but I had to process, I had to process what was going on. I had like a, it's almost like the curtain opened and I realized what I had been dealing with for years. Anyway, I digress and I go off on my own story. Um, And so I just invite you to, especially around Valentine's Day, is to treat yourself, you know, towards some self-care today or on Valentine's Day or wherever, whenever it is that you're listening to this podcast and just take small steps towards self-care. It could be as simple as buying yourself a single flower or treating yourself to a delicious cup of tea or making that matcha green tea latte or whatever it is. It's, it's, you are deserving. Just remember you are deserving of love. You are deserving of kindness, especially during challenging times, especially in the face of addiction. So I invite you to embrace the mantra. Here's your new mantra, encouraged by Miley Cyrus. I can buy myself flowers. There's your new mantra. It's not just about the flowers though. Please remember that. It's about reclaiming your power. It's about nurturing your soul. So go ahead and indulge a little, right? In self-pleasure, in pleasure today, because you deserve it. You so, so, so deserve it. So that's it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got a lot out of it. And oh my gosh, if you would love to go over and grab my new book, Sunshine Through the Clouds, if you search Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction series, you'll see all my books there. Um, Sunshine Through the Clouds. If you've already purchased my, my books, be sure to go on there and write a review so that other people can find it. I do all of what you're listening to, all of this as a volunteer. This is just from my heart to yours. So you can support me by purchasing the books and spreading the word. And I use all the proceeds to reinvest back into producing the podcast, hosting the website and doing all the things that can help support you and um, help you navigate the complexity of, of addiction. Because this is what I needed when I was in the muck. I needed a beautiful community like we've built here at SYKM. And I'm just so grateful and thankful that we found each other. But I know I 
wish we were meeting under different circumstances. And so, yes, you, you could support me by making a donation, purchasing any of the books that will support you in turn, or donate them to your doctor's offices or bring them to schools, wherever it is, that's a great way to support as well as writing a review because it helps other people find wherever you purchase the book or even writing a review for this podcast. That helps a lot too, or share it with your support group. So if you're in other groups, tell them about the SYKM community, tell them about the books. I need uh, your support to have this ripple effect to help reach more people that they need it. They need the support. They need to know that they're not alone through this journey of loving someone with an addiction or losing someone to addiction. So Without further ado, I am letting you go. I'm wrapping you with a blanket of fuzzy, warm, heartfelt blanket of compassion and love and just sending you all the best. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs. Thank you for listening. If 